Hi, and again, another installment of CDS Paradigm. I'm the bassist, Christopher Dean Sullivan, your host, and I just want to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good uh, late evening, good early in the morning, like two, three, four, one in the morning, after midnight, before six a.m. Uh, I trust everyone is uh, doing well. And thank you for tuning in to this next installment. Yeah, I've uh, been busy myself all week working on these daggone music projects, which I love doing. And uh, I had a few engagements that I had to take care of. I just did an engagement with uh, Mallow Waldron and Tani Tabal um, here uh, recently. It was a fun engagement. It was actually it's up in the Mid-Hudson Valley. So uh, I just want to get things rolling, and I'm going to start off this particular segment with uh, the one and only Rick Aldman, who's a vibraphone player in the Mid-Hudson Valley. He's up in the Woodstock area, actually, and this is a tune that's uh, on his CD, and the name of the CD is Rick Altman Total Emergence, or Total Emerge, em, Immersion. And uh, this is a nice tune. I really, really, really like it. So I'm going to play this. It's titled uh, Regional Cooking. On this, you'll hear John Esposito on piano, Mike D'Amico on guitar, Jay Anderson on bass, and Gary Gibbs is on drums. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and I'll be back with you in a few.
Oh, yeah. Regional cooking. Rick Aldman on the vibraphone. Rick is a very fine vibraphonist. I met him, oh, my gosh, over 20 years ago since I've been up in the Mid-Hudson Valley. And I've been up here over 20 years ago. Uh, he was one of the first musicians I met up in this place. And, um, and I have so much fun, have, you know, performing with him whenever I get the opportunity, whenever we get the opportunity. So um, thank you, Rick, for such a fine recording. I'm going to keep on moving because, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff I want to get out of the way in this particular episode. Uh, there's a situation in Saudi Arabia where um, MBS uh, is uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Yes, he uh, is looking at not focusing so much on the oil in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, but he wants to get into the entertainment business. And so, you know, um, one of the affiliates are going to um, uh, explain what that is and, and trust that it opens up some avenues for especially the ladies to become uh, more uh, apropos to the equality of what is happening over there, you know, so, uh, but we'll get into that later. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to move on and we're going to play a tune that, uh, the project that I've, I've been associated with for a long time, myself and guitarist, Thress player, uh, Tony Velez, uh, and, and I'll be playing some of that stuff too. Some of his Sonando and his, uh, uh, Cuba Rico, Cuba Riqua uh, project in the future. But right now we're going to play uh, from, uh, I'm going to play something from a project that we uh, had together and basically still have. It's called La Freza, which La Freza, he always co corrects me on that, La Freza, which means the force. And on this, you'll hear. Uh, Ray Vega. Now, not the trumpet player. This is a vocalist uh, that you'll hear on this. Uh, Nathaniel Bettis is on Latin percussion and congas. Jody Sumber is on drums and percussion. Uh, Tony Velez on the guitar. And myself, Christopher D. Sullivan on the bass. And I'm playing on this particular piece. I believe I'm playing the acoustic bass on this particular piece. So, uh, so sit back and we're going to continue with the music. The name of this piece is Mamazelle. Mamazelle. <laughs> Oh, you know your heart is beating close to mine 
love you, Mademoiselle.
yeah, Mademoiselle. Uh, that second tune, right after Mademoiselle, uh, was a, a piece that uh, myself, Michael T.A. Thompson, and Joe Jardulo uh, had a project. And the name of that piece was Black Swan. However, uh, it featured uh, Joe Jardulo, uh, saxophone player, and myself. And that was a project we had a while back and pretty much open music. We actually went in the studio and just started recording. And that was one of the pieces, the way it came out. So I just wanted to play it because uh, it was, uh, it's apropos for what it is that we do as artists, creative artists. You know, the creativity of ongoing uh, music and the evolution of this music is is just, I, I mean, it's hard to explain what that is. But however, to a, to express yourself in in a situation that's in the moment and to be able to come out with what it is that you end up hearing for the first time, we're playing it. So we don't really know what it is until afterwards. And then we still don't know what it is until maybe a week or two afterwards. So as I was going through some music, I was listening to this, and the project was entitled Language of Swans. And all of the tunes on that particular project, uh, we recorded it. We recorded on Dremola Records, uh, Dremola Records, Dremola Records. And uh, we uh, was looking to emulate the communication of swans in a musical context. So I'm going to be playing more of that over the Language of Swans project you know, over the course of some episodes coming up. So look out for that. Okay. Uh, now this. You know, at the top of the program, I had mentioned about Saudi Arabia going into the entertainment business. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mohammed bin Salman um, is making a decision to go more into the entertainment business, not concentrating so much on the oil. I mean, they have so much oil, so I don't even know why they need to concentrate on that anyway. However, it's a beautiful thing to know that they're looking to go into the entertainment business. So they, they're opening up the uh, avenues for jazz festivals, uh, hip-hop festivals, you know, all types of music, uh, TV, uh, and uh, even, you know, free radio, from what I understand. However, I, I'm, I'm going to go to uh, Michael Orman, um, PRI's, which is the World uh, Public Radio International, and he's with uh, the organization called The World. And I'm going to have them, him and uh, Carol Hills, uh, explain this to you even more so. I'm Marco Werman. You're with The World. Saudi Arabia has attracted a lot of condemnation lately, much of it aimed at the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. The CIA has said it believes he authorized the horrific murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi in a Saudi consulate in Turkey last October. The Crown Prince is also behind the ongoing Saudi assault on Yemen, which has created one of the globe's most desperate humanitarian crises. That's what he's been doing outside the kingdom. Inside, he's seen as enacting change, 
big change. It's all part of his Vision 2030, an ambitious plan to wean the kingdom off its dependence on oil and diversify the Saudi economy. One key part of the plan is entertainment, as in making Saudi Arabia fun. The world's Carol Hills reports. If you're thinking about a place to have fun, it's probably not Saudi Arabia. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is aware of this, and he's investing $64 billion to change the image of his kingdom. He created the generic-sounding General Entertainment Authority, known as GIA, to organize and plan all the fun. The marching orders? Themed attractions, shows and performance arts, culture and arts, nature, digital, sports and sightseeing. Saudi Arabia plans to turn dozens of islands in the Red Sea into a sprawling, visa-free luxury resort destination. That suggests that at least some of this new fun will be geared toward tourists and expats without the constraints of Saudi's deeply conservative society. Women there must cover up in public. Gender segregation is the norm. Alcohol is forbidden. But make no mistake, much of the planned fun is to cheer up Saudis themselves. Sixty percent of them are under 30, and they're really bored. This is a security initiative in some way. Karen Young studies the Saudi economy at the American Enterprise Institute. She says it's imperative that Mohammed bin Salman get young Saudis on his side. If you think about the grievances that drove the Arab Spring protest in 2011, a lot of it was about social isolation, especially of young men, of feeling that they followed the rules, they went to school, they graduated, but they couldn't find a job, they couldn't get married, they couldn't have those signals of kind of moving forward in their lives. For years, fun for many Saudis has meant going elsewhere. In 2018, they spent around $21 billion outside the kingdom, mostly in Dubai. Mohammed bin Salman wants to recapture that money, so he seems to be trying to bring a little bit of Dubai to Saudi Arabia. The results speak for themselves. The first Comic-Con in Saudi Arabia. The first rap concert. The first jazz festival. And that's only the beginning. It's a beginning that young Saudis are noticing. I spoke to a 26-year-old woman I'll call Aisha. She doesn't want to use her real name. Aisha lives and works in Saudi Arabia. I mean, we are happy here now. People are happy. People are satisfied. I do have a lot of Saudi friends that are very happy, and they want more. They're always asking for more, and they were saying, what's yet to come? How can I be freer? Aisha's from a nearby country and is married to a Saudi man, and she's delighted that there's more to do now. She and her husband went to the kingdom's first-ever comedy club recently, and she was surprised by what she heard. They talked about cultural norms, which was a taboo topic, like um, how their families treat them, how their families look at this new generation, about women. Women's rights was very off-topic. I mean, we have never heard that. Finally, women can drive. And, you know, certain jokes about it, it was something we never even dared to talk about. Popular Western bands are one thing that the new entertainment initiatives are bringing to the kingdom. Last month, the Black Eyed Peas, Enrique Iglesias, and others performed in a music festival near Riyadh. But they'd been under pressure to cancel after the October murder of Jamal Khashoggi. This notion that Saudi Arabia is opening up, I'm sorry to point out, the fact is it's an illusion. Nasser Wadadi is an activist with the Human Rights Foundation, which led the campaign to get the Western acts to bow out in protest. Wadadi says these efforts at fun by the Saudi government are all an act. It's an act to create the illusion that Saudi Arabia all of a sudden is this open and welcoming place. The problem is, is that it's not an open and welcome place for the natives, the citizens of Saudi Arabia 
who are being thrown in jail for the simple act of tweeting something that somebody in the government doesn't like. Aisha agrees that there's been little to no reform where freedom of speech is concerned. That's still limited. I mean, you cannot have an opinion where the government does not approve it. But Aisha finds herself rooting for Mohammed bin Salman's reforms. He's clipped the authority of the religious police. At least in big cities like Riyadh and Jeddah, they're not on the streets scolding women anymore. And in the workplace, in her own workplace, Aisha has seen dramatic change. Organizations used to have separate places for men and women. Now companies are opening up because they're like, we cannot have women have their own offices and not deal with men only via emails and telephones. You have to see them personally. You have to go and talk to them. You have to go to presentations. This was something that we never saw before. But some things are taking longer to change. Last summer, a young Saudi woman experimenting with her newfound freedom went to a concert. That's allowed now. She rushed the stage to hug the performer, a popular singer from Iraq. She was pulled off the stage and detained. For The World, I'm Carol Hills. Yeah, I'm glad to know that you know, the music is starting to open up other regions. And I say the music is opening up other regions. More folks are starting to understand in other cultures that um, how important sound and vibration really is and presented in the musical form. And, you know, it, it just opens up other avenues for us as artists to display and to express ourselves within the other regions of the world. So it's it's definitely about bringing the world culture together, the world culture together. Okay, so I want to continue. And what we're going to do is we're going to go into a piece right now. And uh, there's a trumpet player that I know that I've been knowing for a long time. His name is Matt Jordan. And he has uh, a, a CD out that I really enjoy. Uh, listening to is very, very much. Um, the name of the CD is actually Matt Jordan. And uh, <laughs> and the vocalist on his CD is uh, Kelly Say. Fine vocalist. Fine vocalist. And on this particular piece that you're going to listen to, which is entitled T-G-I-F. Now, we all know what that means, right? T-G-I-F. And on, on this, well, you know what? I'm going to let you listen to it, then I'm going to let you know who is playing on it. Okay, here you go. T-G-I-F. Matt Jordan with vocalist Kelly Say.
I'm done Thank God it's finally come I'm gonna cut me loose It's time to light the fuse No telling what I'll do I'm in that kind of mood I really gotta lose These workweek blues
Oh, yeah. A little bit of smooth jazz for you. Matt Jordan, who is a fine trumpet player. I mean, I've played with him on and off over the years. And he is just, he's phenomenal. He, he really is. I mean, on that particular piece, he's actually playing, he's playing muted trumpet. And he does a great job at it. Also, some of the guys that he have on this particular recording, you know, they one particular person, the piano player, Bill Pernice, uh, played with uh, a polka situation where they won three Grammys. So I guess you would call him a Grammy winner, <laughs> right? Bill Pernice on piano. Gil Paris on, or Parrish, uh, is on um, guitar. And Gil has been nominated. He had a Grammy nomination in rock, blues, jazz, and pop. Uh, he fancies himself in those particular four categories, and he does a fine job as well. Also on this, you know, the vocalist, as I said before, Callie Say. You also have Richie Gonzalez on the drums. You have Kip Sobos on bass and Lenny Post playing the organ. Uh, the name of the piece like I said, TGIF. And again, we all know what that means, don't we? <laughs> now this. Hold on. You know, the other night I was looking at a a, uh, a movie. Again, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I like watching superhero movies. <clears throat> uh, I remember when I went to see uh black panther oh man that that was that was a phenomenal movie to me you know i like watching movies like that but the spider-man situation made me think you know and i never thought about it before but i got to thinking i said you know i walk into a spider web and i know we all have a lot of us have walked into spider webs and only thing i can say about that is be glad we're the size we are, because when you walk into the spider web and you get stuck, do you know that that could have been the end of your life? You could have been a spider's food. I knew one time I walked into a spider web and I just acted like I was stuck. You know, ah, I'm stuck in the spider web. I'm stuck in the spider web. <laughs> and I waited till the spider came at me. And at that particular point, I destroyed this whole crib. I just, just annihilated his career. I can only imagine what the spider was thinking at that particular point. This mother... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You're listening to CDS Paradigm. I'm your bassist, Christopher Dean Sullivan. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, right now, what I want to do is I want to play something that was done by Oliver Nelson. Oliver Nelson, which is one of my most favorite. There's a whole lot of most favorites, but he is actually on the top of that list for me in terms of uh, his arrangement style and how he just takes the blues or the blues direction and then he writes these great arrangements. Uh, so anyway, uh, this particular piece entitled Berlin Bay Nock. Nach. Berlin, they knock. That's Berlin by night. And 
uh, he uses the uh, Berlin Orchestra, Dream Orchestra, on this particular piece. And there's other pieces on that particular CD, and I'm going to be playing some of that stuff off and on during the course of future episodes as well. So uh, I want you to sit back and enjoy this. Berlin by, is by, Berlin by Nacht.
let me see whether I can get my German accent in order. Berlin Weihnacht. Oh, you gotta, it's, it's gotta do another. Berlin, Berlin Weihnacht. That was the name of that piece. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna attempt that again. <laughs> I lived in Germany for about almost two years or so. And uh, or a little over two years, and I had a lot of fun there while I was there. Uh, it was during the Vietnam era, and I ended up there. But then I was playing there a lot. I didn't have, I didn't shave. I had an afro. I was I put together a group. It was it was a group. And I have to say, uh, being an American over in Europe, even back then, and we're talking late sixties, early seventies was a hell of an experience. I have to tell you, it was one of the best experiences of my life. It definitely had me understand how close we all are in this world. And it's not about, you know, the melanin content as much as it's about the human content. Some folks want to attempt to make things a melanin thing, but however, the reality of the situation is nobody's getting off this planet alive. Keep that in mind. Oh, yes. We're going to move on. Uh, one of my favorite vocalists is Renee Marie. I've always liked Renee. However, there was, I shouldn't even say however. I should say also. <laughs> the fact that she put the lyrics of Lift Every Voice to the melody of the national anthem. And it seems as though when you listen to this, well, I'm not playing it. However, you can look it up, you know, if you care to want to listen to it. You know, I'm going to find that particular music and I'm going to play it in later, later episodes because Renee Marie is one of my favorite all-time vocalists. Um, I don't think she's getting the... Uh, the, the type of credit that she should be getting, you know. But a lot of these artists that I'm playing, you know, uh, I play them because you don't get an opportunity to hear them in other forms. Anyway, uh, this is her Experiment in Truth CD. And on this uh, CD, you have Kevin Bell's, um, yeah, Kevin Bell's on piano, you have Rodney Jordan on bass, and you have Quentin E. Baxter on drums, and of course, Renee. And the tune I'm going to play is entitled, Oh Nina. This is all about Nina Simone, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just uh, a compilation of tunes, uh, expressions of Nina's work. Uh, you're going to enjoy this. I, I mean, I know I, I really enjoy it. This is definitely uh, up the alley of pay close attention because there's lessons involved in this particular piece. Here it is, the name of the piece, Oh Nina, Renee Marie.
I was just 15, trying to find my way. My mama brought a record home for me to listen to one day. She laid it on the table, left without saying a word. I put that record on, this is what I heard. My skin is black. My arms are long My hair is woolly My back is strong Strong enough to take the pain Inflicted again and again What do they call me? They call me Aunt Sarah Nina on the leaves and blood at the root black bodies swinging in the southern breeze strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees
sang huh, exactly what she thought. Nina could not be tamed, and Nina would not be bought. After the murder of Medgar Evans, and that bombing in Birmingham, that's when Nina sat down and wrote, Mississippi, goddamn! favorite pieces off of that particular recording. Experiment in Truth is the name of the CD, Renee Marie. I tell you, we're getting close to the time where we got to sign off. So before we do, there's a young lady by the name of Ileana Berkey, and she plays the Alp horn. So for those of you that may not know the Alphorn, it's, a, it's that long wooden instrument 
with a large bell on it, and it's long. I mean, the bell sits on the ground, actually, <laughs> while you're standing up with the mouthpiece. And um, she does a great job on this. Uh, you can look it up, ALP, A-L-P, Horn, H-O-R-N. And the artist's name is Ileana Berkey. And the name of her CD is Heartbeat, Funky Swiss Alp Horn. It's a Switzerland instrument. Any instrument to me and all instruments are world instruments. So, I mean, that's my take. That don't mean everybody has the same take that I have. Anyway, uh, I like to play a piece off of her uh, CD. And, uh, and then we're going to sign off after that. The name of the piece is Him for a Princess. So check this out. And you'll hear the horn. And it's really interesting what she does with it. And I listened to the whole CD. It's really interesting what she does with it in the commercial sense. Uh, I mean, it's I don't really like categorizing music so much. That's why I play such a variety. But uh, however, it's it's all music based on the transition of sound and vibration. And it's the way it is within our worldview. All right. So anyway, uh, Ileana Berkey, him for a princess. You're listening to CDS Paradigm. I'm your bassist, Christopher Dean Sullivan. Thanks for tuning in.
Yes, Eliana Berkey, Him for a Princess. You get an opportunity, look her up. You know, do some research on her. She plays that Alphorn. That's what you was hearing. You know, that's it's such a tranquil sound. <laughs> I had to play it, and uh, that's what I'm going to be leaving leaving you with. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. It's been a groove. I always enjoy doing these segments. Uh, you know, it's 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 just a beautiful thing it's for me. And uh, I like for you to um, always tune in, and and you'll receive more information as more episodes are being compiled or being put together. Uh, so, that being said, this is bassist Christopher Dean Sullivan, and. Just before I go, it's something I think about on occasion, another thought of mine. And one of the thoughts is, I'm born in a country called America. That makes me an American. Every other place, when they're born in China, they're Chinese. When they're born in Europe, they're Europeans. No matter what the melanin content is. Uh, when they're born in Swiss, Switzerland, they're Swiss. No matter what the melanin content is. It's... Uh, our country, it's a whole nother thing. Um, you know, we're sublimely induced to uh, think otherwise of ourselves. And that's on both, on all sides of the fence. Think about this. If you care to, you don't have to, but you care to. How, how can there be minorities in a country where you are born of the majority? Hmm. Unless, of course, you are thinking in a manner in which that's how you are made to believe. However, the reality, the actuality of it is, you're not a minority when you are of the majority of those that are born in your same country. Okay, that being said, that's that's my thing for today. <laughs> the point I'm making is, folks, I'm not a minority. I'm of the majority of my country. I am of the majority of Americans. But that's me. All right? That don't mean everybody has to be that way. All right? So love everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And until the next episode, whatever you do, please keep peace at the top of your agenda. Peace.